She did a U-turn and stopped the jeep in front of the house. Her heart was beating faster, she thought clinically. That's a normal, physiological response. It's just stress. It will pass. As the words slipped out, she wondered who she was trying to convince. The dread had been steadily building with every mile she'd driven the last two days. By the time she crossed the river into Cincinnati, it had become a physical pain in her chest. Thirty minutes later, she was close to hyperventilating, which was both ridiculous and unacceptable. Oh, for God's sake, grow the hell up, she snapped, killing the engine and yanking her keys from the ignition. She leapt from the jeep, angry when her knees wobbled, angry that after all this time, the thought of the house could make her feel like she was nine years old. You are not nine, you are a 32-year-old adult who has survived multiple attempts on your life. You are not afraid of an old house. Drawing strength from her anger, Faith lifted her eyes, looking at the place directly for the first time in 23 years. It looked not that different, she thought, drawing an easier breath. It's old and massive, oppressive. It was more than a little run down, yet still imposing. It looked old because it was old. The house had stood on O'Banion land for more than 150 years, a testament to a way of life long gone. The three stories of brick and stone loomed large and dark, the tower demanding all visitors look up. Faith obeyed, of course. As a child, she'd never been able to resist the tower. That hadn't changed. Nor had the tower. It maintained its solitary dignity, even with its windows boarded up. All 52 windows were boarded up, in fact, because the O'Banion house had been abandoned 23 years ago, and it showed. The brick stood, weathered but intact but the gingerbread woodwork she'd once loved was faded and cracked. The porch sagged, the glass of the front door covered with decades of grime. Gingerly, she picked her way across the patchy grass to the front gate. The fence was wrought iron, old-fashioned, built to last like the house itself. The hinges were rusty, but the gate swung open. The sidewalk was cracked, allowing weeds to flourish. Faith took a moment to calm her racing heart, before testing the first step up to the porch. No, not the porch, the veranda. Her grandmother had always called it the veranda because it wrapped around the entire house. They used to sit out here and sip lemonade, she and Gran. And Mama, too. Before, of course. Afterward, there was no lemonade. There was no anything. For a long time, there was absolutely nothing. Faith swallowed hard against the acrid taste that filled her mouth but the memory of her mother remained. Don't think about her. Think about Gran and how she loved this old place. She'd be so sad to see it like this. But of course, Gran never would see it again because she was dead, which is why I'm here. The house and all it contained now belonged to Faith, whether she wanted it or not. You don't have to live here, she told herself. Just sell the property and go. And go where? Not back to Miami, that was for damn sure. You're just running away. Well, yeah, duh. Of course she'd run away. Any sensible person would run if she'd been stalked for the past year by a homicidal ex-con who'd nearly killed her once before. Some had said that she shouldn't be surprised that she'd been stalked, that by doing therapy with scum-of-the-earth sex offenders, she'd put herself in harm's way. Some even said she cared more about the criminals than the victims. Those people were wrong. None of them knew what she'd done to keep the offenders from hurting anyone else, what she'd risked. 
Peter Combs had attacked her four years ago because he'd believed that her snitching to his probation officer about missed therapy sessions had sent his reoffending ass to prison. Faith shuddered to think of what he would have done had he known the truth back then, that her role in his reincarceration had been far more than marking him absent. But given the cat-and-mouse game he'd played with her in the year following his release, the fact that his stalking had escalated to attempted murder four times now, maybe he did know. Maybe he'd figured it out. Slipping her hand into the pocket of her jacket, Faith's fingers brushed the cold barrel of the Walther PK-380 she hadn't left her Miami apartment without in almost four years. Miami PD hadn't been any help at all, so she'd taken her safety into her own hands. She was sensible, prepared, but still scared. I'm so tired of being afraid. Suddenly aware that she'd dropped her gaze.